Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I wanted to carry on with our journey in the Ephesians letter. And and this section of Ephesians that we're going to talk about today is is from chapter 4, verse 25, to the end of chapter 4 in verse 32. Um, Just as a way of recap, Paul has highlighted for us the importance of Jesus as the head of the church, as the king of the kingdom of God, as the one in whom all of our life holds together. All of our life comes to its fulfillment. All of our life is um, made as it is supposed to be. And what we're walking out and thinking through and, and processing as we think about this is what exactly that means for us as people who follow And what Paul is guiding us through in the letter of Ephesians is that what it means for us as those who follow Jesus Christ is that Jesus Christ has accomplished God's grace for us and is the king of the kingdom, is the head of the church, is the central relative of the family of faith in which we now live and operate. And so we are, as Christians, called to follow Christ. Being called to follow Christ for the Apostle Paul in Ephesians includes a calling to walk worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in chapter 4, we've seen a couple of things with that calling to walk worthy. It has to maintain the unity of the family of faith. And... It has to contain the character of Christ. Paul reminds us in 4.17 that we ought to no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Instead, we're called to put off that old self and put on a new self, renewed in the spirit of our minds. Christ Jesus and his calling, the one we are to walk worthy of, are in this new self, the self that we put on to walk worthy of our calling in Christ as his church. And here Paul calls us to walk worthy, but he reminds us that our walking worthy only happens as we put on the new self in Christ, because it's only in Christ that we can walk worthy. We are called to live in the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness, Ephesians 4.24. See, our lives are to be different in Christ Jesus, transformed back to a true reflection of God, in whose image and likeness we were created, Genesis 1. This is the idea. Paul's focus in walking worthy is about the content of our character and the unity of the family. Paul's movement here in 4.25 through 32 of the letter of Ephesians identifies specific issues that need to be adjusted in the lives of Christians as we put away the old manners of life and we put on the new manner of life in Christ Jesus. In fact, Paul writes to us, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And there it is. The content of our character in being those who love and care about and speak truth 
and the unity of the family of faith because we are members of one another. Here, the calling is for those of us who are in Christ to do this, but to do this as a family of faith. Since we are renewed in the spirit of our minds and have put on the new self, we have to put away falsehood and speak the truth with our neighbor. Paul reintroduces this, this idea of the family of faith, of the community, of the, the neighbor, as he talks about being members of one another, 425. See, we belong to one another in Christ Jesus as members of the one family of faith from 3 verse 6. The rest of the practical instructions in 4:25 through 32 orbit around this core of truth in concept and in being the family of faith. We are to walk worthy of the gospel and our calling in Christ as a family united as members of one another in Christ Jesus and in the content of our character. We have addressed the content of our character pieces before and the fact that it's supposed to be reflective of Christ Jesus. But here Paul's bringing those two focal points together. Members of one family in Christ Jesus and the content of our character that's already been insisted upon in the letter. Paul instructs us to not sin in our anger and not let the sun go down on that anger. Furthermore, he tells us to not give the devil an opportunity in our anger. Here, I think Paul's opportunity for the devil or of the devil is an opportunity to create division in our anger, to use our frustrations as ways to pit us against one another instead of being united as the family of faith because we are called to walk worthy as a body that is unified in our common Christian faith. And so we are to handle our anger in a way that brings us together instead of that drives us apart. So he gets to practical instructions then. Be careful about how you're angry. We cannot steal or speak corruptly. The Greek word for um, corrupt here is sapros. It means rotten, corrupt, useless, or depraved. Our speech has to be seasoned with truth. Not corrupted, not false, not broken or distorted, our speech needs to be the truth. Furthermore, Paul tells us that we, we cannot grieve the Holy Spirit or be bitter, full of clamor, wrath, anger, slander, and malice. These things are not the new garments of the new self created in Christ Jesus to reflect the image of the Son. It just, it just doesn't work that way. Instead, belonging to one another we are to be angry and deal with it in ways that unite us and foster fellowship. 
It's interesting to me that Paul's instruction here isn't against being angry in general. His instruction here is about how we handle it when we are angry. Do we divide? Or do we deal with it in ways that unify? We are to work in order to share with those who have need instead of stealing. We should build up, give grace with our speech. We are to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving as God forgave us. We are members of one another in Christ Jesus because he is given as the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And this is the overarching logic that has guided the letter to this point. Because this is who Jesus Christ is. Then we ought to be his body, his family. Those who walk worthy of that. Our lives should be lived as reflections of Christ Jesus in order to be lived in the unity of the family of faith the body of Christ. In Christ, we've put off an old manner of life and we've put on the new, characterized by Christ himself and lived in the community of the church. In like manner, our lives should demonstrate the character of Jesus Christ in the unity of the body. And here, I cannot help but think of the high priestly prayer, John 17. That Jesus' intention for the church is to reflect him in character and reflect him in the unity of the body and the family of faith. That we would be one as he and the Father are one. My life in character has to reflect Christ Jesus, the head of the body, as I play my part in the body composed of many members. As we grow up in Christ Jesus, live out our faith, I pray that we do so in ways that reflect the character of Christ to the world and unite us with one another in the body. Renewed in the spirit of our minds to the truth and putting away falsehood, we ought to walk in truth and grace with one another, full of love for God and neighbor. Until next time. Have a good day.